and welcome to episode 1242 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, January 5th. I'm your host, Paul Spore. Joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, happy new year, my man. How you doing? I'm here. I'm sick, uh, but I'm here. You're sounding all right, a little bit better. Uh, I know you've been dealing with sickness now for a bit, a week or so, yeah? Yeah, almost uh, probably like two weeks almost at this point. It's been uh, It's been kind of a brutal... A holiday season for me uh and so i apologize to everyone for not being able to record uh a ton kind of over the holiday season just because uh been kind of out and sick and unable to sustain long periods of conversation so but we're back we're ready we're back. and uh we're gonna be like full bore here absolutely uh, it is time yep. we're rolling out our rankings you know if you're listening to this on the day it comes out or on the day we create it uh you'll see justin's second base rankings going up my catchers went up we had first and outfield already up we'll continue those throughout next week my starting pitchers are finally coming um and we're doing you know kind of our commentary on the rankings which i i, I like i like that first set of rankings kind of lay out the pool really talk about the players basically a, a written version of what we do here with our our positional previews on the show, which we will continue first base today. But one, I guess, silver lining of your sickness. I'm obviously not happy that you were sick, but it did create some time between episodes and some moves happened. That said, Justin, I feel like it's been really slow still. And yeah. I know with the holidays, there there's going to be a slowdown, but I'm like, when's this going to pick up? We got some, we still got some good guys out there. You know, where the hell is Blake Snell going to go? What, what, what's going on? But we got a blockbuster trade. And frankly, we shouldn't have been surprised because Atlanta makes a trade. You know, they, they're keeping the hot stove going. Once that fire starts to die down, they throw a trade back on the fire and light it up. This one might be their biggest of the bunch trading for Chris Sale. And guess who goes? The guy we put in every trade for the Braves. Vaughn Grissom. You can no longer create Braves trades with Vaughn Grissom. He is now gone in a one-for-one -one deal. When you saw this sale to the Braves, what'd you think? I thought, wow, this is just a win-win trade for both teams, right? Like the Braves need to try to compete with the Dodgers. The Dodgers making the moves that they have uh, meant that like, if you want to try to win a World Series like the Braves do, like you're going to need a bunch more firepower uh, and the Braves. Yeah. The Braves add to that rotation, which has been one of the things that have uh, held them back from winning another world series. Uh, this, uh, this last yes, year. So. It's not their, it's not their premier strength right now. They've got greatness up front with Strider and bullpen. freed and a good bullpen. But you look at that three, four, five um, with Morton elder. And I don't even know who, but now it's sale. So now it's Morton sale elder. Mm -hmm starts to look a bit better. Um, I think they, I don't think they're done. I think they could add some depth, yeah. maybe a swingman or two who can start in the bullpen and then be there for them if they need him as a starter. Um, AJ Smith, Schauber, Dylan Dodd, Darius Fines, some prospects will be at the ready if they need them during the season too. Sale obviously is a huge name still, right? And if you look, you know, if maybe you didn't have him in your fantasy team last year, you might not have realized that his skills were Pretty excellent last year. Yep. 103 innings with a 23% strikeout minus walk. That's fantastic. 13% swinging strike. Only had a 4.30 ERA because of a 1.3 homer nine, uh, but a 113 WHIP. So there was some goodness there from the 34-year-old, you know, uh, uh, lefty in sale. 
Are you betting on him with with Atlanta? Do you think he's somebody, Chris Hale, that you're going to go for in drafts now that he's with uh, a much better team? I think it kind of depends on where his price finishes. Um, you know, I mean, uh, what is it called? Truest Park now or whatever they, they call yeah. it. Uh, like they, they changed their name as much as y- y'all changed the uh, yeah, exactly. San Francisco Park. Um, it's not a great place to pitch. I mean, I guess it is a better division, right? You're not going up against uh, the all powerhouses. Yeah. And I mean, you don't have to go up against your own team. Yeah. Uh, during the season so and the, the parks are better right like you got to go to philly but you get to go to miami yeah um city actually i mean the, the mets are solid but that park is not scary so it's a small upgrade there for sale um but yeah is it enough to kind of get you in he's his adp right now is 176 and that's since um december 1st that's 17 drafts i'm looking now at the very latest we got some drafts uh, since the new year, 126, 144, 175, 161, and 157 in those five drafts for Chris Sale. So he's moving up from the 176 ADP. What if he lands, let's say, let's call it 130, and he lands right ahead of Jordan Montgomery, another lefty who uh, we don't know where he's going to land right now. Are you taking Chris Sale if he's a solid ADP 130? I think I'm taking Jordan Montgomery. Um, what about Bassett versus Sale? I think that's a better discussion. I'm probably leaning Bassett, I think. Michael King is right after that, then. I think I'm leaning King. Okay, so maybe you're not so keen on Sale there. Yeah. Then you got Hunter Green at 144. Takes Sale he, all day. I was going to say, he's got you know a, a volatile but high upside profile himself. That park always scares me, and really takes me off green and Lodolo, even though I like both as pitchers. So you're more on sale at say 140, 150, which would be more of a 20, 25 pickup grade. If he goes beyond that, seems like you're going to be out on sale. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the upside. I just, at this point, do we know that he was so inconsistent from start to start? Like, and I just, don't love guys that can blow up your ratios in the way that Chris Sale can. Um, I definitely well, think he belongs in kind of that 150 area. Um, but then, I mean, you still have, you still have guys like Gavin Williams. Would you like the young upside there? Like yep. Bailey Ober showed uh, some interesting growth last year. Like Jose Bruno's like, that home run rate, that's not new. And um, it's not going away in a park like Truist, right? You, you would you would think There's not. Short porch there uh, in right field, though being lefty helps protect a little bit from that. But uh, I don't know. One four homer nine in his previous 190 innings in 2020 yeah. or in 2019 and 2021 because he missed 2020, which would have only been like 50 innings anyway. And then basically missed 2022 with five and two thirds. So that's obviously another factor with sale is the health. So I think I mean, I'm kind of with like, you. I don't even know if I can put him over like Carlos Rodon because at least like when Carlos Rodon is healthy, like he's good, right? Like he, yeah. he's just on a burning basis is good. Um, and he's, he's right just, there, by the way. Pick yeah. 170 ADP right now. So and wouldn't so you if, rather have Rodon? 
Well, especially if Sale leapfrogs him and is consistently yeah. a 140, 150 ADP, and if Rodon stays at 168, 169, and I'm getting a full round plus discount, then absolutely. Because yeah. even one-to-one, -one, I think you're right. Like, let's yeah. just say Sale doesn't quite move all the way up, and he's closer to just being right there with Rodon. If they're equal ADP, I think I'm going to go for Rodon. So I think I'm with you there. It's like, I want to be in on sale, but I worry that this move will create a little too much hype because, oh, the Braves will fix him. He, he'll he be great. And it's like, well, I mean, he might just be solid with them. I, I don't think he's going to fall apart because even last year, like I said, the 430 ERA was tough, but the 113 whip and the strong skills were there. I, I'm really torn here. Um, I think the winter drafts, you're not going to see me get much sale. I might get on board in the spring. But that's going to be after kind of seeing some, uh, some some innings from him and maybe kind of you know being wooed by that. But I, the problem then is that the price will go even higher. Yeah. And then you're talking there's a world where maybe Chris Sale ends up, you know, top one twenty five, and I don't think I'm doing that. I I got a um, guy that I'd like to see whether or not you prefer Sale or not. Okay. Chris Sale or Shane Boz? You mean Chris Sale or Shane Boz? It's not like you said Chris Taylor. Taylor, sorry. Clearly, you did not say Chris Taylor. I did not. You said Chris Taylor, Shane Boz. Um, I'm pulling up my SP rankings. I figure I might as well reference yeah. those since those are going up. I think that's going to be. It's going to be Boz. Now I didn't do a move for sale yet with Atlanta. I got him at 38 and 45 respectively. Boz 38, of course. Sale 45. Hey, hey, I gotta say, I'm I'm pretty closely aligned with ADP. The guys right above sale, Christian Javier, Michael King, Bryce Miller, they're right in that same range um, on the ADP. You know, we had a big talk about Boz at Fall League. And if I recall correctly, I was a little tepid relative to some of y'all being pretty excited about him. I've come around the all side. I think I I think I'd go Boz. Yeah. Again, he had the extendo return from TJ. So I don't think that he's going to have as much trouble this year, Shane Boz, because he had, I think the 18, 19 month recovery route. So I think I might go Boz. Are for you me, on Boz over sale? I think I am. Um, for me, like on a guy like Boz is like, I, I still don't love first year back from Tommy John, but yeah. uh where he's going, like it's it's worth a gamble. It's not like you're having to pay the Walker Bueller type price, right? Like you're not having to pay like a top hundred price on the guy. And the guys he's going around are all volatile to be exactly. I mean, it's it's in that same window of volatility. You're, you're taking your chance on uh some sort of bounce back gamble. Do you want Shane yeah. Bieber? Do you want Christian Javier? You know, do you, think you want to try to bet on Nathan Evaldi's health? Yeah, exactly. So. All right. No, yeah, I, I, just to I quite like Boz. I think that's a good good duo to talk about. You know, the young versus the old, both on quality teams. I could I can definitely see myself getting toward toward Boz there. So I think it's a good move for sale. I, I, I have some interest in him. It's really gonna depend where that price lands, though, if I'm gonna end up with any Chris sale. All right, let's move on to the next move. Uh Lucas Giolito. You want to talk real quick about Vaughn Grisham in Boston. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's got to be a starter, right? Like, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. Pardon me on that. They don't care um, about defense. They're playing Trevor Story at shortstop. Well, yeah. And 
even if Von Grissom, and that's the thing with Von Grissom is like, he can't really play shortstop defense. So they're going to keep story there. And Grissom is going to be the second baseman. He should be the everyday guy. This has to add a lot of excitement about him, right? Because in Atlanta, it was looking like another, you know, minors slash bench type year. But now you put Von Grissom on Boston. He's an automatic starter right now, or at least, you know, unless somebody somehow bypasses him, he's the penciled in starter. Are you drafting Von Grissom now? Are you seeking him out as a second baseman for Boston? I think you should, right? Like, I mean, it, you know, obviously you're looking at, 15, you know, 15 team or deeper leagues for the most part, but like he's going to pick 369 over the last three weeks. Uh, and that's around guys who were clearly, uh, you know, part-time players, right? Like utility guys, things like that. The Ezekiel Durans. And I've got, I've got like eight drafts here since the first of the year they're all like 275 plus so what about von grissom as a 270 to 280 range type guy because i think he's moving up about 100 picks based off of this i think so that a, is a probably about big the right spot because that like puts him um around like jp crawford yeah, we should note he's only shortstop eligible right now. So Grissom will add second base eligibility yeah. in season, which is a benefit, by the way, because then you're going to have the second short combo. But right now he's drafted as a shortstop. And that, like you said, that puts him with J.P. Crawford, Zach Neto, Jordan Lawler. I'm I'm comfortable with that, but it is yeah, it is about a 100 Lord, pick jump. I mean, I, I don't I don't buy the the J.P. Crawford breakout necessarily. Lawler is probably going to start the year in the minors. Um, Neto, I think it's an interesting discussion because I think Neto is a little we like Neto. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, Von Grisham can hit. So like the, the playing time issues have been all about defense. And mm -hmm. like I said, I don't think Boston cares that much. And again, I'm not sure that his defense Von Grissom's is like so horrendous that he can't play second. I think it was mostly about short, which, hey, they're both important. They're both big positions, but you can take lesser defense at second than short. You want the best defender over at, at short. We don't have to talk about how good or bad story. I, actually, I don't know. Story, is he a terrible fielder? No, not is terrible, he, but just not. But not top of the not scale. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having Grissom there at second, I think that's a good setup. This was a good trade for Boston, mm -hmm. and it did... It did uh, or never mind. This, I think the pitching move that we're going to talk about came before that. So they set up trading sale by signing Lucas Giolito uh, to a two-year deal. And listen, I saw a lot of hand wringing about it. How the hell does Lucas Giolito get two years? Blah 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 blah. Because he's still a good pitcher. Okay, I'm here to cape for Lucas Giolito because people talking shit about him. My dude got traded twice, clear across the country, out to L.A all the way back to the Midwest in the span of a month. If you look at the those 12 starts with LA and then six with LA, then six with Cleveland, that's the dog shit part of his season. I think there's a pretty decent reason for it. But then if you isolate the White Sox sample, it's a 379 ERA and a 122 whip and 121 innings. That's who Lucas Giolito is. I think that's the guy that he is. Home runs are still a problem. They just went crazy in the uh, Angels and, and Guardians samples at 2.8 and 3.2 homers per nine, respectively. 
you can say, okay, well, Fenway might be tough on home runs too. Yeah, so is Chicago. So put him mm -hmm. down for like a one, three to one, five homer night. I will grant that, which does make him susceptible to like a low fours ERA. But I think it'll come with a decent whip and plenty of Ks. I'm not out on Giolito. I think the market kind of is, and I'm willing to buy. What'd you think of Giolito in Boston? Yeah, really interesting move. I did not think he'd want to go to the place where he could potentially have to pitch on Patriots. Day. That, there, that's really funny because I thought about that too. Literally the second that he signed, um, he got I, rocked on Patriots Day. He's made it clear that not he hates a, pitching in the morning. Not uh, a morning guy. You think uh, they put that in his contract? Hey, you are not allowed to throw me on Patriots. Like, I think I think it'd be great if, if they did have like a funny little clause there. Like, please, unless, you know, unless it's, I have to go, we have nobody else. Mm -hmm. Please do not pitch me on that day. I'm a video gamer, for God's sakes. I'm going to be up late. Um, but yeah, that's so funny. That was the first thing I thought of, too. He's picked 222. So maybe the market isn't as cold on him as I thought, because that's not a terrible ADP for Lucas Giolito. I'm willing to pay that. Um, I'm curious if he is going to go up. A whole lot looking again at some drafts since the new year he's been holding adp there is an outlier 180 pick maybe a boston fan getting excited but there's also a 251 also on yeah. new year's day so he's still run the gamut of his adp spread for lucas giolito and so i think he's going to end up somewhere in that like 185 to 225 range in most drafts are you paying that price for giolito i think i might um, especially if you look at around his like immediate vicinity over the last three weeks or so, uh, you're talking about guys like Mason Miller, who probably not a starter. Uh, yeah, agreed. Uh, Shoto in manga, like who, like we don't know where he's gonna be and Correct. uh, what he's gonna be, especially first year. You Darvish, is he healthy enough to even pitch this year? Like, there's a lot of wild cards. You know, Brandon Fought was really really good in the postseason but was atrocious in the regular season so like what version also, of him do we get like also a big home run yeah issue. like like Giolito. and you look at like the x home run in boston and they were actually much lower mm. than his kind of combined work all around the country and like you said like he had to go and play for three different teams over That's the course of like deal. a month like uh that is very very difficult especially for a guy who clearly like values his routine right like yes. he doesn't like waking up early in the morning because he values his routine um so because he probably has you know guys guys will get there at like 11 on their pitch day 11 a.m yeah to have like a five-hour prep for whatever they do mm -hmm. that game starts he at strikes 11. me as one of those guys that like absolutely i've got my routine this is julio you know, built himself like yeah. let's not forget well you know ethan cats too but like Don Cooper wasn't doing shit. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when when they transitioned to, to Cats, Giolito had been working on his own as well. And that's when his breakout happened. He went from literally the worst pitcher in baseball in 2018. You know, 173 innings of a 613 ERA. I feel like definitively the worst pitcher in baseball. To a 341 in 177 innings. And he's been pretty good since. Now, 2022 and 23... We're talking about upper fours ERAs because the home runs have become a problem, but he's still a strikeout guy. We still see the the glimpses of greatness with Giolito. Do you think he can curb the home runs enough to be a firm 12, maybe 10 team asset? Or is Giolito deep league only for you right now? Well, 
let me answer your question by asking you a question. I love that. Who has been the best pitching coach for pitching coach in recent years for reclamation projects? Whoever Boston has that I can't think of right now. Andrew Bailey. Oh yeah, they got Bailey. Um I mean if he's I got, think this is like a kind of perfect fit for for Giolito. Like I think Absolutely. Because he's he he likes the next level stuff. Like I said, especially if you're in those ten and twelve team leagues, like when you get to the end of your draft, like what are you shooting for? You're shooting for a guy who could end up being a second or third round talent. And absolutely, Chilito's been that before in recent memory. It's been a bad couple of years, but prior to that, he's going the first round of fifteen team drafts. And like, um. When I'm drafting a shallow league, like at the end, I'm looking, I'm not looking for the Jose Perioses of the world who are like, hey, he's going to give me innings, but like they're not going to be great innings all the time. No, I'm looking for the guy that, yeah, he could pop and be the ace of my staff that I just drafted in the, you know, the, you know, 29th round of my 20th. I don't appreciate the Barrios slander. I think he too, I mean, he, he had a huge year last year, but. I'll put that aside for a moment to agree with you on Giolito. Like there, there's an upside pick. And, you know, I've talked about this concept the last couple of years, like older guys have upside too. Yeah. We think of upside and always got to be some, you know, under 25 year old guy. No, it can be a 29 year old who's had previous success three years from 19 through 21 coming off a couple down years, getting back to a new place, getting with a pitching coach who can maybe tweak a couple things, really just curb the home runs. If, if that home run rate can get down to like 1-1-1-2, right? It can still be north of 1. But if you get it down there in the low 1.0s, then I do think Giolito can be a low to mid 3 ZRA guy with a boatload of case. Plus, he's been a workhorse, right? That's another yeah. thing, too. Like, you can't deny, yeah, he's locking in the innings, 30-plus starts, each of the last three years, including 33 last year. So 33 starts between three teams last year. That's like, that, that's impressive too, just because getting traded, you usually, you might get yeah, off you gotta, you schedule gotta re, a little bit. Yeah, you got to go through a new rotation. And I mean, uh, I'll be interested to see who, what Boston does to finish out this rotation. I, I can't Me imagine too. the going of the year with five righties. So, um, but uh, Jordan, I, Jordan Montgomery for them. I mean, I think I still think Montgomery ends up back in Texas, but I think so uh, too. I think that'd be a, a really good fit. Blake, Blake Snell, Snell for them, they, they go huge. I mean, they seem Move like Hawk they might want to be able to, I mean, that's what they should do. Like, I'm not a, like, I, I just slandered the hell out of Blake Snell in uh, my first article of the year for Fantasy Pros. Um, last I'm sorry. Night, but, um, what, what did you say about him, please? Tell me right now. If I that I think he, I, I was writing like early busts uh for 2024 and he was the only on my list I, come on you know he's gonna bust from considering like where he was last year like there's no way he can come close to what he did last year he doesn't have New to location. If, if if he if he is being drafted off of blake snell's numbers off of his 225 era yeah, i could agree with that but he's not like 63 adp i don't think is crazy it's not. It's, Obviously, it's, you know I love Snell, right? He's been completely overreacting, but you're talking about a guy who, like, definitely did not deserve a two ERA uh, last year, led the majors in walks, uh, is going to be leaving more led than the likely. majors in hits allowed, too. 
Thank you very much. And got super lucky on balls in play. Oh, so it's it's lucky when when he's stifling hits, but all those walks are just a, a lack of skill. Babbitt, when you're, you're, you're and you're not moved, you're not moved at all by the um, the discussions of the purposeful walks of of him wanting to, you know, do something that you and I have talked about as a concept before of like, hey. Don't try to come back into this guy who's three one. You know, th throw another pitch that's out of the zone. If he takes it, fine. Walk him and start over. Well, when you're in a good park, that isn't going to hurt you. Uh, on you know the decent defense behind you, but we have no idea where he's going to be. We know he's sure. not, or well, we assume he's not going to be in the kind of park that protects him the way San Diego uh, protected him, unless the. Giants jump I was in. I say, what if your boys get him? Yeah. Please, God, no. Oh, God, Angels, no. Angels Park and isn't too bad. The injuries. The injuries scare the crap out of me. I mean, sure. he threw 180 this year, but it's the first time he's thrown 180 in like five seasons. So Since um, his last Cy Young. If he throws a yeah. buck 80, he gets a Cy Young. It's really that simple. Yeah, that's, it. that's how it works, right? So It is an uh, ironclad yeah. data. I don't, I don't think the, the market is going crazy over him. Um, also, though, though. I will say, like, it was a hard article to write, like, um, oh, trying to find busts. Yeah, because I mean, there were definitely some ones that were pretty easy, especially at the top. Like, you know, I, I think like Ellie De La Cruz, like, you Dude, know, he's in the second round for God's he, sakes. He's still going top twenty, and he's not even guaranteed a job. Um, you know, as much as I actually, I drafted Royce Lewis. I still think it's insane that he's going. I, in the top I, I love Royce too, like, but. I I, I definitely understand the pushback on that. Uh, what I thought you were going to say about Snell, though, is uh, he will jump up when signed. So That's then we got to kind of judge off of that market. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't know. I'm trying to think of like where could Snell go that would skyrocket the price? Because I'm thinking. Top, oh, my God. Yes, it would. You're right. He'd probably go inside the top 40 at that point. But I do think like most spots that he's, he goes, he'll move from 63 to like 50. I think he moves up about a round. How about the Yankees? I, I wouldn't hate that fit. Obviously, it would not be the park protection that you're talking about with San Diego. Yeah. No, I just mean in terms of raising the ADP. Like, it would raise it for sure. I mean, obviously, if you ended up in a place like Cincinnati, like people would be like, oh, no. Um, but like Toronto? Like Toronto, like after okay like finishing second place on the Shohei, like they need a big move. Um, that would actually make a lot of sense for them to be able to. I, you know, I I think it makes a ton of sense for uh, for them. Uh, I don't know what the holdup on Blake Stell's market is. Like I, I don't either. I mean, I'm sure there's. I'm sure it has to do with like, hey man, you had a 13 percent walk rate. Well, I did it on purpose. Okay. What if you didn't do that on purpose? <laughs> you know, like um, we we he, can't really. He's also a really smart guy that's very thoughtful about absolutely like, his decisions. So he may just be going. I'm waiting for the right team at the right price. Yep. Um. You know, the long we've seen this before. The longer guys wait into free agency, the like the higher likelihood that they get the better deal that they want. If, so if you like, can be patient, that can really right? pay off. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if he's a Boris guy or anything, but, um, you know, yeah, like that patience can really pay off. Yeah, he is. He is a Boris guy. I just checked on B-Ref. So, you know, if he's just putting it in Boris's hands and saying, hey, Scott, I know you're going to get me what I need. Let's let's wait this out. 
then then he might be comfortable with that. So we'll see where Snell ends up going. Um, but anyway, wrapping it up on Gilito, I think we like him as a fair, you know, mid 200s pick. If the price skyrockets into the top 200 firmly, maybe I wouldn't be as keen. But we, we didn't see too much movement there on uh, Lucas Giolito's price after the signing. Well, this one uh, is a bummer, and I will not be drafting Frankie Montas. Longtime Frankie Montas fan, excited to see him come back. But he signed with Cincinnati, and you know we we just briefly discussed Hunter Green and um, you know the nerves that that come along with drafting him or even Nick Lodolo. And I think they're both better than Frankie Montas. Um, although healthy Frankie Montas is actually similar to them. He's in Cincinnati now coming off of a dead year through an inning and a third last year. Any interest here? I know the answer, but any world where you're taking Frankie Montas? I guess in a DC, I might. Um, yeah, he still pitches half his games outside of Cincinnati. And, True. Um, I think he got $16 million. He's had some homer suppression at times. It, it's been inconsistent. In fact, one of his worst years was when the homers were way up. Um, although that was just the 2020 season. So it wasn't a real season, but you know, he's a one, 1.0 or excuse me, 1.1 career guy. Frankie Montas is misses a ton of bats. I mean, there's a world where he can still be successful. It's just that park is so damn scary, dude. So, um, in a he's DC sure. really, yeah, he's only really had a, like a bad Homer issue in that 2020 season. Yeah, Just so, that like, year. Like, I mean, maybe he could survive it. Um, I mean, I'm probably not going to risk it because you you add in on the worst part, like the amount of injuries that he's had. Like you said, True. he only threw an inning and a third last year. Um, so, like, do you really want to gamble with that? But, um, I mean, I love Frankie Montas. When Frankie Montas is right, like, he's just so fun to watch. Because uh, nasty but, splitters like, are awesome when they're yeah. paired with blazing heat and, and, and a nice breaker. Uh, so like when, yeah, when he's on, he looks incredible. He's got the three pitch mix and everything works. Now, I actually this don't is, mind him in a regular fab league, like, because you can drop, cause him, you can like, move you can, on. Yeah. Yeah. You can drop him really easy. So, and I don't um, think that this three fifty seven ADP that I'm looking at here, which again is with, uh, since the new year, I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't think that that's, or excuse me, it's since uh, December 1st, not 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 the new year, because there hasn't been that many drafts since the new year. Um, but yeah, like, I don't think he's going to skyrocket here. Like you said, he might trickle down a little bit, having signed with Cincy. I do have the perfect comparison. I love that his ADP is... Next to Andrew Heaney. Yes. Yeah, I so I got to ask. Injury, volatile. Home run uh, yeah. issue. Well... James he, Paxton's right there too. Like I was going to bring so him like, up because that's another Josiah guy you Gray. like. Uh, Josiah Gray is there. Alec Manoa. So this is a Justin Mason tier area. Yeah. What about Trevor Montas? Rogers, Steven Matz. What about Montas or his new teammate Graham Ashcraft? I think I go Ashcraft just because of the health. Okay. But if Montas looks good in spring, then um, I think I probably go Montas. And are you taking Montas over Heaney? If Montas looks good in spring, yeah. What I think about I'm probably over not drafting Montas right now, and I'm just gonna wait until I see what he looks like in spring, and then I'll be willing to take the gamble. I think that's um, fair. What What about another guy who basically lost last year, had 18 innings? Trevor Rogers, who's going right around him still with Miami. Um, 
I think I, I think Rogers is in the same boat as Montas, which is I need to see him in the spring. So you wouldn't um, take him in we, the winter here either. I don't, I mean, probably not. I just don't know. At least Montas, if healthy, we know has a job. If Trevor Rogers True. is healthy, do we know that he has a job? I think he does, but I, I, I think so too. Sure but it's does. not. Yeah, it's like, not. We uh, know Montas, like sixteen million dollars. Can we talk for a second on the like the like financial allocations of the Cincinnati Reds? Like, I'm sorry, like you guys give Nick Martinez and Frankie Montas this kind of money, and you don't want to just po- like why not pony up for Lucas Giolito? Like, why Wait, not? What's, what's like, the difference? Lucas Giolito's been healthy at least. Like, well, in, if you're in, if you're trying to get the guaranteed innings, that, sure. Like, oh, like. But aren't they in the same? Oh, only up for Blake Snell, like. Well, now that's a different combo, and obviously, I know it's I, a longer term deal than they're probably just willing to do. But sure, but like maybe uh, it would be. You know, again, this team's trying to open a window here with all this amazing offense and some intriguing young arms. If they went for a Snell, yeah, it would be a big outlay of money. But I, I, I think that would actually have have some merit. They need more than one guy though, so they're thinking on like, why not? Why, why go for a Snell guy? Well, we need multiple guys. But your 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 question of like Giolito versus them because Giolito got what 20? 20 mil per year. Yeah, like I not I think it was is it thirty eight over two years? Something yeah, like so that? just just under twenty. Yeah. and so then you said Nick Martinez got thirteen, and Montas got sixteen. So yeah, right now they have it's not that in the far. I saw that too. I'm confused on that. Well, I mean, I guess maybe because he like didn't really pitch coming back, like, like you know. I think if he's yeah. healthy, he has to be. On yeah, the I team. think he's in the rotation. I right? think Nick Martinez might be a swing man then. Yeah, and they go Green, Lodolo, Ashcraft, Montas, Abbott, and then Martinez is that first guy. They got depth now. Like they've got. They do finally have some depth because I didn't even mention Brandon Williamson, who had a really sneaky solid second half. Mm -hmm. So they got two lefties uh, of depth there with Lodolo and Williamson. So yeah, like my Montas love will not die. Probably not drafting too many spots. I like your idea of kind of waiting, seeing what things look like in spring and then maybe taking them in a fab league there where the risk I can move on if things don't go right. Um, probably not taking him in any DCs this winter, but I don't hate the price. And if I did land on him because I'm like, ah, here we are, and it's you know, pick three hundred. One of those guys that like could drop out of the top four hundred in certain drafts. Like, where sure. I, you know, okay, at this point, I'll take the gamble because who else is around? So exactly. You know, like I said, he's guaranteed innings as long as he's healthy. Like he's gonna be I think in so that too. rotation. And a lot of guys, when we start looking outside of the top four hundred picks, like like I like Tywin Walker. Is he guaranteed to be in the rotation in Philadelphia? Uh if he's struggling? I don't I don't think so. Like Kate Horton's an interesting prospect, but he's not guaranteed to be in the rotation. Like um, so like yeah, I might take him over guys like that. I think that's definitely fair. Um, so that's that's Frankie Montas uh, to Cincinnati. Let's talk Mitch Garver, whose nickname is apparently Garve Sauce. Hate that. Gross. Like what? Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to get into it. You know what? I want to make fun of that and spend a lot of time on it, but we got to move. Um, he's the small sample king. In fact, I did my catcher rankings 
uh, just yesterday, the, the, the fourth, and I had a little small sample tier basically highlighted by him. You know, there's a handful of these catchers that they don't play too much, but when they do, they're great. Um, he, this guy that I'm going to say next wasn't too great last year, but Travis Darno has done this in the past. Um, you know, I, let me ask you something, because if you haven't read my rankings, you, you might not know this. Mm -hmm. How many years has Danny Jansen been a major leaguer? Seven. How did you know that? Because I read that one piece of that's hilarious. Well, he's going into his seventh literally season. like I'm just scrolling through like, and that and one like caught I, your attention. I just caught that one piece. I, I was blown I away by that. I should have pretended like I knew because like, like, I'm actually pretty good at like just random like baseball trivia type thing. I, I believe it, right? Obviously, yeah. you're absorbing enough day to day, but I was kind of stunned by that because he still feels kind of new to me, which is what I wrote in there. Um, but it's because he never plays. These he has one 100 game season, so he's in that small sample tier as well but garver is kind of the patron saint of that he's got a couple amazing small sample seasons uh, obviously the the gold standard there is the 31 homers in 93 games back in 2019 that was rabbit ball plus his skill uh equals 31 bombs but hey even without a rabbit ball 19 homers in 87 games like he did last year is pretty excellent the 33 year old garver is going to go out to seattle i think he's actually going to catch a bit for them, which, hey, I'm not super keen on that. But his bat is still legit. Do you believe in Garver uh, as a dude? Actually, wait, he shouldn't have to catch it all because Cal yeah, Raleigh. I I yeah, and they traded for Sebi Zavala. Oh, yeah, uh, never mind. Okay, good. Up, so. good. Good, good, good. He is strictly a DH, which, like, in some ways is good for Garver um, because – uh, Always should right? be able to stay healthy. It does limit his plate appearance upside because I mean teams do like to rotate in different players into true him day offs. But like he hasn't been a plate appearance monster ever in his career. Ever, so, yeah. Um, like if he can get to like right now, Steamer has him in fan uh, grass depth charts having a five hundred fifteen plate appearances. By the way, I those are the same. Right. Um, well, but it's based on charts, playing time. Yes, depth charts is steamer with our playing time. Yeah, exactly. So I just want people to know I, that they're not. That's why I'm referencing both in terms of because the playing time uh, calculation is different. We tend to um, agree with it apparently with our depth charts. So you have a, a contention there because he's never sniffed 400, let yeah. alone 515, and this would be a big jump be for a 33 year old. Like 425 or 450 is is still being aggressive but reasonable um that's that's where i'd be with uh, with, with an aggressive uh project projection for garber is somewhere you in the just 400s. hit 19 home runs in 344 plate appearances like he could hit 25 in 450 like easily um and when he's he's not gonna catch your eligibility for long but he's got it right now and that's uh, all that matters because you don't lose it in season Exactly. So uh, right now he is going off as a 17th catcher off the board. Um, that's probably right. Like this probably that's the right. Really area. fair. Um, like Cat catchers deep, by the way. That's one yeah, thing like, I learned with that article is like catcher. You can play it so many different ways. Like I'm still interested in the studs. And we've talked about this, you and I, even before I wrote this article up about how we're playing catcher where I, I'm open to a stud, but you do not have to, and you're not getting as much of an advantage. You I know, like one of the reasons in this tier, this, this Garver 
Lisa you like Campano. this tier? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. This is where I want to shop. Like, it, there are going to be a lot of drafts where I just wait until pick 150 and then I grab two catchers. I, I'm know, totally fine with that. G- give us the guys right there at the top um, end of that because I like all three of them right Gabriel there. Gabriel Marino, Logan Ohapi, Kybert Ruiz, Bo Naylor, Jonah Heim, Luis Camposano, Mitch Garver. What time range are you looking at for ADP? That is, oh, I'm looking last three weeks. So since December 8th, or it's the last okay. month. Okay, let me do let me do the same thing you are. Because I had it since on, on December 1st. Champions. It's 12, 12 drafts. So, Because um, I, I thought you were going to say how Sean Murphy's right there at 150 as well. Uh, Sean Murphy no longer. Well, no, I guess he is. Oh, yeah. So Sean Murphy, 151. Um, so yeah, Murphy, Moreno, Ohapi. Ruiz, Naylor, Heim, right Camposano. Like, a lot of drafts. Like I, I am, That is a great tier there. You know, and I think you the can 10th go... round of a 15-teamer or the 15th round of a 10-teamer and just double tap um, on two guys you like. And I think that's what I'm going to... like. There are going to be a lot of drafts for me where I'm drafting Jonah Heim and Mitch Garver or Luis Camposano and Mitch Garver. And just waiting till that spot, um, just double tapping. And you know, uh, so. I'm I can't fully quit Tyler Stevenson. Now I did. You should. I did. You absolutely I, should. I, I gave him. I gave him his heat. You know, I, I had to be down on him a little bit in the in the write up. But I'm not quitting that, Danny Jansen, and I like Shaylin. I'm not Lear. quitting Danny Jan. Like um, uh, Alejandro Kirk. Like, like there's a. I mean, like to I like said, like. Yeah, I love Camposano. Um, like to like, you know, your credit, like your article, like really does show like how much depth there is at the catcher position. Because when we start getting to Alejandro Kirk, we're at catcher twenty three, right? At that point, and there's still guys, Patrick Bailey and stuff later. So like, uh, like I don't even mind like Mitch Garver being my one and waiting to grab like a Freddie Furman or a, yeah, a Patrick Bailey later. So like, it's yeah, crazy. I mean, Garver's in a great spot in terms of the ADP. Um, And I don't think these guys are necessarily like jumping up the ADP. Like, I think they are all going to kind of sit right there because of the depth. So with Garver, who, uh, what was the jump off point for this combo here? Are you worried at all about Seattle? He has big boy power. So I'm not too concerned there. Um, I, I've got his savant page open so because Texas isn't even the new Texas is not a great hitters park anyway. Yeah. Right. I think um, it's more same X home runs in Texas. Okay. Seattle. So like, um, and same X home runs on like the, on the year to begin with. So, uh, I guess that makes sense because of playing in Texas. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm not worried at all about him being I think he his power probably plays fine anywhere. I, I think, think the so biggest concern is like what is the plate appearance upside? Yeah. Like, um but you're talking about the catcher position where like a lot of guys, especially at this point, like in the draft, like like what are what are any of their plate appearance upside? Four fifty exactly. Yeah. Like, like they're it, all it, they're all capped because they're catchers. So like he doesn't Arbor's need injury isn't a big issue. And if he if he does get 550 plate appearances, are we going to be that surprised? Like if they just say you are the full, that'd be age, amazing. Like, and then there's 30 home run potential in that bat. And you're Absolutely. going like, I just got 30 homers with, you know, a decent average from my second catcher. 
that that'd be that'd be nuts. Yeah, and like again, I, I'm okay if you want to go high on one of your guys too. If you want to get in that superstar tier with like a Rutschman mm -hmm. or a Will Smith or one of the Contreras brothers, and then you wait for Garver as your second. Like, there's yep. so many ways to play catcher um, with, with, with the draft this year in two catcher leagues, especially. I think this Garver move is pretty solid for Seattle, um, especially because they're saying you do not have to catch. He should yep. not. Maybe like an occasional uh, spot here and there. Like you said, though, they brought in Zavala, so they don't even need him to be Raleigh's backup. Let him DH, maybe get a little first every once in a while for Mitch Garver. Solid move for them, for sure. All right. Um, do we have one more? Oh, yeah, we have one more. I added this late. Harrison Bader to the Mets. that do anything yeah. for you? I've always loved Bader, but, uh, you know, can't stay healthy. Yeah, Things didn't just, go well last year. He's still a great, great defender. Um, I don't know. Like He still had 20 steals, by the way. I mean, that was the only really good thing I could say about last year's season because it came with a 70 WRC+. plus. But, you know, little punch, a lot of speed, a lot of defense. But he's going to be 30 now. Yeah. And he's played over 100 games once since 2020. Just the yeah. 2021 season, 103 games. So he and doesn't is, play either. Is he a strong side platoon guy? Like, is he... Like he's had multiple years, including oh. last season, where he struggled against right-handed pitching. Like, is he? Is he? You think like, Taylor plays over him? They're both righties. Tyrone I mean, Taylor. I think the Mets couldn't, you know, say like, "Hey, we're gonna bring someone else in." When did they trade for Tyrone Taylor? I missed that, by the way. December. Cool. Was it so, a good trade? No, for oh, I with can't. Adrian Hauser. I totally missed that. Yeah, I can't remember who the Brewers even got. Coleman that. Crow, fake name. Yeah. It might as well be like Tom Murphy or something. Maybe that's, that's a I fake think ass name. Just a dump, I guess, by, uh, yeah. by the Brewers. Well, um, yeah, that's where they're at. Oh, hey, I did have Hauser on the Mets. So something in my brain put him on the right team in my SP rankings. I remember anyway. seeing it and being like, huh, that's a weird trade. Yeah. And yeah. then not really thinking about it after that. Um, so so Bader to the, the Mets, though, does that do anything for you? He's not really cheap speed maybe late because i don't think he's gonna be expensive by any stretch of the imagination right not at all i would take him in a dc like yeah I, my, my, my love for bader does not fully die when it comes to a dc because he's a pick 400 type guy i just a guy who struggles against right hand pitching that isn't like prodigious power so like that's a and never parts hit and, and never plays it's just yeah probably I mean, it kind of depends on what my team even looks like at that point of the draft because I may be – DCs, I think the the thought process is often, oh, go for the upside late, like, but really what you need is volume to win those leagues. And exactly. Gator Trusty vets. Yeah. So um, I'd rather have the – trying to think of, like, the good – let, let me find somebody – oh, well, what about, like, Mark Canha? He goes right in that same area. Yeah, like Canada's just gonna play. Like he's not like um, you know, like uh I know it's like boring and gross, but Charlie Blackman's gonna play. Like Ramon Laureano playing in Cleveland. He goes well, Laureano's got the same kind of issues where he can't stay on the field either. But yeah, but he's, he's gonna he play better know? pound for pound than Bader. Probably he kind of got some things going with Cleveland too. I thought it was yeah. like sneaky solid there. 
And again, this comes from a Bader fan. I, I like Harrison Bader quite a bit, but we got to be honest about him. And like it's just, Seth Brown is going 70 picks after Harrison Bader. I think I'd just take Seth Brown. Yeah, I would just take Seth Brown. I would take Bader if I need some speed. It's DC yeah. right now. If I need some speed there, I'm like, oh, here's 20, 20 steals. And but I, I, I think you're right. If, if I need some speed, like I'll take Ramon Laureano 50 picks later. Because like, I think his power profile is better too. Yeah. Like, so yeah, this one doesn't really move the needle. Um like how now, much different is he, is Bader than Trent Grisham? Like Grisham. Oh, he's going, not. And I would Grisham go for Grisham. Later. So yeah, uh, you know I love Grisham probably more than I love Harrison Bader. So yeah, that's at least a tough Grisham's choice. gonna be healthy. Yeah, and he, he he's he's been a healthy guy that we've seen put up seasons because his defense. Which by the way, Bader's defense is so great that if he's healthy, he could pile up the seasons. He yeah. just hasn't been healthy. But yeah. Grisham's done it. 500 plus plate appearances I mean, each of the last three. Nader is just a younger uh, version of Kevin Kiermeyer at this point, right? Like, without ever reaching the upside of Kiermeyer, though. Yeah. Like, even Kiermeyer's had the flashes of, like, oh, this is how he put it together. And he's even plus had some those playing eyes. time. Those, those eyes, dude, that's, that's unfair. You cannot be that physically gifted and look like that. That, yeah. come on, man. One or the other. It's horseshit. Anyway, Kevin Kiermaier's hot. Um, okay, so I'm looking at the clock here. We haven't even started the second half of the first Should base Should we preview. just do a moves and then uh, we'll continue with the I, players next week? I think so, because um, you do have an out. You do have to go to work, uh, even though you're you're under the weather. Work is dumb. Work work, be stupid. Um, yeah, I, there's no other moves, so I think we can kind of cap it here. Anything else that you want to talk about, though? Any rumors? Any, any moves that you are... Well, I just uh, want moves. Like, I just want... I mean, it kind of worked. Like, I'm, I'm really far behind, uh, you know, because I got sick and I was already behind before I got sick. So I'm like really far behind my projection stuff. So I guess it's fine that like the 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 hot stove is cooled off during the holidays. It's, but yeah, like, it's a little, a little chilly. It's hard because like the Dodgers made all these moves, and I was just like, I was like, well, the bright side is at least all the other dominoes can start falling, and that's what we all thought, right? Here, going. Oh my God! The Dodgers made all these moves, and nobody else is doing anything. Like so, now they're really going to win the World Series. Okay, so we've seen two big things, two big rumors related to the Yankees. A uh, little interest in Snell, and now the this morning, right now, uh, interested in Dylan Cease. They currently, at least according to roster resource, we have Clayton Beater penciled in as their five starter. Can't they, imagine they're going to break camp they with that. They need both those guys. Like, do you, do you think that's viable to go for both? Then they go Cole, Rodon, Cortez, and then those two, Snell, Cease, and then put Schmidt in the bullpen, Beater in the minors. Like, what do you think the well, Yankees do here? Is, is my general question. Then, I mean, it's so hard to know because I think like the inclination is to go the Yankees. Oh yeah, it's the Yankees. You're just going to buy all the. They players. do what it takes. That's, yeah, but that's not who the Yankees have been. Not for know, a little while now. They will make one big splash in offseason, but that's pretty much it. They've been a lot more conservative in terms of, like, we're going to spend all the money. I think they should spend all the money because you're talking about a rotation that is relying upon Carlos Rodon, who missed the majority of last season. Nestor Cortez, who missed a huge part of last season. And Clayton Beater, who doesn't seem like a real person. So he is, I can confirm, but I yeah. understand the inclination to immediately be like, wait a minute, Clayton Beater, are you, are you playing a trick on me? You're trying to get me to say Beater? Come on, yeah. grow up. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think they need two more guys because 
they're just there's just too much injury risk already in that rotation. So like if you're able to go and add, you know, a Snell and a Cease, then all mm-hmm. of a sudden that rotation, even if it doesn't, let's say Carlos Rodon isn't healthy and he doesn't come back, like then your rotation still looks great. Um, so uh, I think they need at least one of those guys, uh, but I think both those guys make a lot of sense, especially if you know the White Sox are looking for some ready-made pitching. You can send Clark Schmidt back in that deal. Exactly, he could be uh, that centerpiece to to kind of get that deal going for Cease. And we are under the impression that Cease definitely gets moved, right? I mean, I, I think I'd be floored if he broke this. Uh, you know, started the season with the White Sox. Yeah, I think you're muted. I think that I've been off of so long that I, I forgot how to podcast. Um, yeah, I, I think absolutely. I think they were waiting for the Yamamoto deal to happen. Yep. I think the market, and also I think they might be waiting for Blake Snell to sign somewhere. And, True. Like, um, Find the loser of the Snell sweepstakes Yeah. to really and get Jordan in there. Montgomery. Like once Jordan Montgomery and Snell come off the board, what's left? Like, then you're really talking... Uh, Cease and, and um, Burns yeah. become the, the go-tos there via trade. So, I mean, I do think that the Yankees need two guys, and uh, maybe they're, you know, like, I think it's in their, I think it's in the Yankees' best interest to make a move on someone before the market dries up, and all of a sudden the trade market becomes really a lot more difficult to navigate, but yep. um, you know, I think that you know, teams like Milwaukee and Cleveland, if they if they look at trading Bieber um, in Chicago, they're being rightfully patient. I think they should be patient and wait for other teams to kind of uh, uh, panic a little bit. Yeah, I think you can definitely play that market more patiently and and work work that in your favor so that you can get a better return there. And uh, you know, I don't have a lot of compliments for the White Sox front office, but uh, if that's what they're doing here and, and they're kind of seeing how the chips fall so then they can have the teams kind of pony up a little bit more for their guys or for their guy sees, that makes some sense to me. But I do think it's going to be one of these top teams like the Yankees that are going to go for him. Um, and then what do you think? I, I guess Burns would be the same exact thing, right? Where they're going to wait, kind of see how that's going to go before anything happens. And I think they're a little bit less motivated than the uh, White Sox. Do you think Burns gets traded now, or do you think there's a world where he is? Um, I think. Oh, I. A, an I think there's. Trade? Yeah, I think there's totally a chance he's an in-season trade. Like they just won the division. Like they I mean. I know. They shouldn't be breaking. They shouldn't it even down. be talking about trading. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Like, but they lost uh, Woodruff. They they, they play it. like they play small market even though they don't have to like they could you know and you don't like, have to spend it, a gorillion dollars to compete and they've they, shown and they that. know they're not gonna resign they've I mean they pretty much already told Burns like they're oh, not gonna yes. sign you so I mean, like they they, um, they they told him point blank he mentioned this on a podcast they yeah. told him that the offer that we're gonna give you is not good like it's gonna yeah. be insulting it's it's not cool. gonna be market value yeah like, it's not yeah. gonna be competitive at all so like sweet they need to get value from him, um, especially if they're not going to be able to win that division, which I think they're probably not going to win that division. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they can wait into the season and see how it starts. Like if they start out hot and go, Hey, maybe we are 
you know, or like the Cardinals fall on their face again. The pitching in Cincinnati still sucks. And, uh, you know, Chicago was a flash. And Cubs, the yeah. The, and Pittsburgh they choked down the stretch too. Like, like there is a world in which they get out to such a big lead and they're up by nine games at the all-star break. And they're like, we're just going to ride this out. You know, we'll take the comp pick for, for Burns. Um, no, That's I why don't it's... think that happens. So, like, I do think they end up trading him, but I can see them heading into the season if they don't get the deal that they want. You know that they can just go, we'll hold on to you, and we'll flip you at the deadline. I can definitely see that. Again, I agree with your your initial point, though, that they don't even really need to be doing this um, because they're a good team. But they're going to do it because they're not going to pay him. So you should certainly get something. We'll see what ends up happening there with those two trades. Those are still two massive pitching chips, but so are Snell and Montgomery. So we got four big arms out there. We'll see what happens with them. I think the Yankees got to be in on some of it. Like I said, the big rumors right now, they are two of the top three stories that they're interested in, Cease and Snell. And Sale getting a two-year deal from the Braves is the, uh, the story in between that, which we didn't talk about because contracts are not something that we have to really get into. We'll worry about Sale's second year after this year um, since, we got um, we got to see this year first since we're not going to talk about um uh the first base the rest of the first base pool today mm-hmm. um can i share with you i don't know if i should have kept this secret or not but can i share with you my favorite present i got for christmas of course you can't wait why would you have to keep it secret from me well because i was waiting until we talked about a baltimore oriole because <gasps> my wife got me this which is a like stuffed Baltimore oh, Oriole. My God, why is that so freaking cute? <laughs> that is fantastic. I had the real thing in my house at one point. Uh, two of them. <laughs> I know. And I, I battled that. Um, uh, and apparently, so she she That's found like amazing. these like stuffed birds that you know make the noise. Um, uh, little like plush things. They're super soft. Um, I can tell. Uh, she's looking for a hummingbird one for her mom or something like that. And then she's like, oh my God, that's that's an Oriole. That looks exactly like a Baltimore Oriole. That looks Apparently, like how Gibson. Cardinals and Blue Jays. Oh, so that's I will amazing. be purchasing those. Um, but every time we talk about Cedric Mullins from now on, I can press this. A hundred percent. And that won't bother anybody. They will no, love not that noise. Super, super annoying. Mm-mm. Nope. Said the entertainer, by the way, man, I've been seeing him. He just, he just kind of lurks in drafts. No one, like yeah. he goes, you know, he's got a pretty decent ADP, but people I'm don't tap. I'm my outfield um, uh, ADP market report, uh, hopefully today. Uh, either that or it'll come out on Monday. Um, and uh, he's dropping. He's one of he the big dropping. droppers. Um, you, you know where he's dropping to right now? He is right next to TJ Friedel. What mm-hmm. do you do? Do you just take them both back to back on the, yeah, double tap baby, double tap that, and then double tap catchers. There's a that you know there's sixty steals right there for you, right? I mean, I I'm not I'm like don't get me wrong I I will always love what, um, what Cedric Mullins uh, has done for me and for my career uh, in the fantasy industry. Um, but I'm not as like, I've got to draft Cedric Mullins this year. There are a lot, of there's a reason why he's dropping. Like he, Exactly. You know, that, so, that batting average um, sank. 
Um, you know, he still went 15, 19 in 116 mm-hmm. games, which is nice, he's but he hit 233. against lefties. Like, it's, yeah. like it's a problem. Like, and, and, and he'll be 29. Now, and that team is now really good. Like, that's like that team has got a lot of young talent. They don't need to have him out there every day if he's not going to be able to hit lefties. Exactly. They will, and I, I really don't think they'll force it either. So we could see Cedric Mullins start to kind of lose some PT, which would make sense. Play it. <laughs> That's that is fantastic. Yeah. By the way, this is. Uh, I know we're not, you know, sharing all these gifts, but I did get the book form of Joe Posnanski's The Baseball One Hundred. Oh, it was on my list, and I didn't get it. I'm very um, excited. You know, I read a bunch yeah, of the profiles yeah. on the athletic when they were running, but there's something about having the book. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just kind of want to read one or two randomly every once in a while. Cause Joe's an amazing writer. So yeah, yep. I was very happy to, yeah, happy to get this. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorites. It's definitely something uh, I'm going to be uh, getting uh, any other good gifts. You got, you went to the, uh, the lions game. That, that was, that was everything was, was my sister taking me to the lions game there. That was absolutely incredible had such an amazing time there even though they lost even though they got ripped off even but the seats were incredible the ambiance was great and the dallas fans were chill as hell and and the detroit fans showed the hell out i gotta say justin we were maybe 60 40. i mean we're on the small end of it 40 percent, but 40 percent for detroit in texas is pretty damn good and you could not just by hearing the sounds you couldn't always tell who was scoring there because the Lions fans really came in. And I do like, even though they took a loss, going into Dallas, showing they can hang with a great team, that's confidence for the playoffs too. If they have to go back there for some reason, they will not be intimidated. So I do love that, and I'm excited yeah. uh, For, for those who don't know, because we don't talk about football very often, I, um, I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, you know, probably the Nationals, that's why I'm a Giants fan. Uh, but I am a huge Washington uh, football fan. I'm sorry. Um, so I hate the Cowboys. So I was, yes. I was, I was we probably just as devastated as Lions fans were when that game happened uh, because they, they were jawed. Uh, and I just hate the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys on a similar plane to hating the Dodgers, which oh yeah it's up there and that yeah that's that's the exact comp for people that don't follow football but they follow baseball the giants dodgers hate is exactly like the commanders cowboys hate and i've just always hated the cowboys um you know ever since i moved to texas i love to agitate people about how much i hate them i hated them even when i lived in detroit but now that i live in texas i hate them even more and the last time that um I think the last time the the Lions like advanced in the playoffs, they faced Dallas in the uh, in the conference finals and lost to them. So just extra reason to hate Dallas. So hopefully yeah. we can get him back in the playoffs. But anyway, I had a great holiday season. Um, I hope yours went well outside of getting sick. We got rankings coming out. You're doing your market reports. We are back in the full swing. We'll continue first base on Monday and then get into our next position. Maybe maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll catchers? do catchers. Yeah. yeah. Since that's you got, you got my that rankings are out. Yeah. So we'll do first base and catchers next week. Justin, I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I'll talk to you on Monday. Take it easy.